day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on SNL24.com forward slash Sokoloduma, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or Mackey King 96.7 Game Time. Welcome to the show. I am Sean Robertson, of course. Please welcome International News Desk correspondent, Mr. Kurt Backerfield. Kurt the Dirt, how are you, my friend? Shawnee, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am very good, very positive about the results on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, which we can just sort of segment into, I guess. Uh, Real Madrid hosting Man City, one all draw. Big result for City. It is a big result for City, yeah. Um, they, they've put themselves in a really good position to to qualify now, um, yeah. with the second leg, of course, being at the Etihad. Um, but it was a great game. I managed to only get the first half due to load shedding. Mm. I thought that Vinicius's goal was incredible. Oh. I mean... What a play he is, by the way. Oh. I think... Uh, it's going to be one of the best in the world right now, hey? I think so. And I think that one day we're going to be having discussions about whether he was the player that Neymar was always supposed to be. Um, I just think yep. that he has so much potential. Like, he's already a, a world-class... Oh, at a world-class level. And I think that he gets even better. He's just 22 years old. I think he's been at Real Madrid now for four years. Um it's his second season where he's reached 20 goals, 20 assists, second consecutive season. Um, yeah, just a brilliant player, brilliant goal. But like we said, City in a great position. Um, what a goal from De Bruyne too. Oh. Um, yeah, how did you feel about it? I, I feel like the first sort of 20, 25 minutes, City obviously dominated. Mm. Um, I, I felt like they had a few really good chances. Nothing like too difficult for Couture, but a few good chances. Um, but then Real Madrid seemed to come into the game a bit more, and uh, that's what you get with with Real Madrid and, at this stage of the competition. You know, they just uh, they just aren't afraid of anybody. Um, you see City blowing teams away this season. All season they've done that, but uh, it's a it's a different uh, task when you're up against uh, the 14 time Champions League winners. Yeah, and that was always <laughs> we've. I mean, we, we, oh, I don't want to talk about the past at all, but you know, this is this is the. This is the trophy that's been eluding us hasn't it um but it's a superb superb performance away from home i was on the edge of my seat towards the last 10 minutes or so because i just didn't want history to repeat itself but de bruyne's goal absolutely ridiculous you saw his emotions as well i don't know if you saw that yes i managed to just watch the the goal highlights on on twitter yesterday actually yeah, and hopefully, obviously, coming off the field, I think, in the last five minutes, so with quite a head injury as well, also in tears. So we need to follow up with that to see how he's going to be for the for the, the sort of return leg. But yeah, I could I saw a sense of relief, a sense of proudness in the in the city players' faces afterwards, especially Pep, even though he's you know poker face all the time. <laughs> um, Real Madrid, exceptional. Vinicius uh, uh, Junior is just from another planet, isn't he? I've just. As we speak now, just going through some uh, news clippings, uh, exactly what you said. Is Vinicius the best player in the world right now? Um, he's, he's not far off, is he? It's just, what an incredible game. What a packed stadium. What a vibe. Um, Haaland not on the score sheet for a change, which is which is fine, but played exceptionally well. Um, is the return leg next week or the week after? It's next week. Um, wait, let me just double check that quickly. I think it is next week. Um... I'm almost actually certain it's next week, Sean. Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. But yeah, a, a great game. I actually saw some clips yesterday on Twitter where they were asking City fans who had made the, the trip to Madrid mm. whether they wanted the Champions League or, so, sorry, they could only have 
um, one of the two, the Champions League or beating Manchester United in the FA Cup final. Um, and almost all of them said that they would want to beat Manchester United in the Cup final um, rather than win the Champions League. So that's a very interesting sort of sentiment from the, the City fans. I, f- I find it strange, but also I do understand it considering the the rivalry and considering the, the sort of the steps that City have had to make over the years yes. to, to reach Manchester United's level and then surpass them. Because over the last sort of decade, that's what they've done with, mm. with relative ease as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I do find it very interesting. But the, the big point you brought up there is obviously the history that's happened with the two teams. Obviously, Man United, the past God knows how long, have been superior. Um, but I think I would take Champions League any day at the moment, Kurt. Of course, Personally. I understand that. Yeah, I, I see it that way too. But of course, I'm not a City fan. Yeah, and obviously one of the biggest derbies in the world. Uh, moving on to another massive derby, Kurtz, uh, AC against Inter. It was all Inter, wasn't it? Yeah, they blitzed them in the first half. I actually watched mm. that first half and it was it was great. Um, quite scrappy, loads of fouls, as you'd expect yeah. in a Milan, uh, Milan derby. But uh, yeah, two goals, I think, in three minutes, Deco and Mkhitaryan. Um, and and I, I feel like I feel like it's going to be very, very difficult for Milan to get back into this tie because Inter seem to have had their number over the last couple of seasons or at least in the last couple of matches. Um, so I'm expecting Inter to, to you know, maintain that lead going into the, into the, the, second, or the second leg and then yeah. I expect them to get to the final for sure. And also, like, you know, we've been talking a lot about whether it's going to be City or Real Madrid's year. Um, you can't write off an Inter Milan. Um, just based on their history, based on the fact that I think their only way of qualifying for the Champions League this season might be via winning the Champions League, um, which puts them in a, in a sort of desperate um, situation, which can obviously be good and bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the football they played last night was so good. They have a really strong side. Um, domestically this season, it hasn't been great, but mm-hmm. I don't think you can write off Inter Milan, um, especially in a once-off final. Yeah, it's interesting. And someone as myself, and I put my hand up, I don't really follow much of the City of R, but you forget what a quality striker Jekko is, eh? Yeah, I mean, I think he's like 36 now, 37 years old. Still scoring goals left, right and centre. And then they've got Lukaku, obviously, on the bench, who's actually, in recent weeks, been scoring a lot of goals himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Latoire Martinez has had an excellent second half to the season. Mkhitaryan has been great for Inter Milan, which has, has been surprising considering how he, he, he battled in England at Manchester United and Arsenal. No, they've got a, a really strong team that Nicola Barella, midfielder, I'm a huge, huge fan of him, um, the Italy international. So it's a strong side with a lot of good players. And um, I think that, yeah, in a once-off final, anything can happen. So I don't think that either Real Madrid or City, should they make the final, um, should take that for granted. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more, Kurti. Um Let's watch this space and hopefully it is City going into the final with, with Inter. Um, let's move on to someone we speak about most weeks, uh, Lionel Messi, uh, whose father has revealed that his son has not agreed a summer transfer this window. Kurti, what's the story? Yeah, so I think that so over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of rumours regarding Messi's future naturally. His contract at PSG is expiring. Um, there's talk of him going back to Barcelona and then there's also talk of a potential move to Saudi Arabia. Mm. Um, and then this week there were rumours that he had agreed a deal to to join Al-Hilal um, in the Saudi Pro League. But his father's come out to say that there's no agreement and there won't be any agreement 
until the end of the season. So it seems like a case of people trying to get to the story first um, or people misunderstanding certain reports because there have been people in Saudi Arabia who, said, who believe, strongly believe that Messi will one day come to Saudi Arabia. Mm. Then you see all these publications running with the story that Messi's going to Saudi Arabia. Mm. Um, when the initial report might just be alluding to the future, it doesn't necessarily mean this year. So I think that he might very well end up there one day. But uh, from what I've read, it looks like Messi and Barcelona will both try their best to reunite um, at the end of the season. And if that can't happen, I'm sure that Saudi Arabia then becomes a realistic option for him. I suppose where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yeah, for um, sure. There's, yeah. there's concrete interest. He has a, 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 an offer on the table of 400 million a season from Al Hilal. Like <laughs> that is all legit. But I think that Messi's preference is to go back to Barcelona. Barcelona are going to try and do everything they can to re-sign him. Um, obviously, we've talked at, at length about their financial issues. So if they can make that happen, they will. Um, but yeah, then uh, if, that, if that doesn't happen, it, it might very well be that Messi does go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well, let's follow that closely, Ketsi. I'm sure you will. Um, speaking of one Barca legend to another, uh, Sergio Busquets is leaving Barcelona after 18 years in talks over a Saudi move. Uh, what's happening there? That's pretty sad. It's it's pretty sad, yeah. Um, but the reports say that Busquets wants to go out on a high. So it's confirmed he will be leaving Barcelona as a, a free agent in June. Um, he'll win his ninth La Liga this season. Um, mm. And that, that's coming up uh, in the, over the next couple of weeks. I think Barcelona probably need two more positive results and the league is wrapped up. Um, but yeah, it's really, really sad. I'll, I'll definitely miss watching him at Barcelona. I mean, Busquets is a player who Pep Guardiola preferred to Yaya Torre and Mascherano in midfield. You know, this is a player who was promoted from the B team when... Cause, so Pep worked with him in the B team, um, got the first team job in 2008, promoted Busquets immediately. And that has been his position. That, that's been his role since since 2008. I mean, that is a long time to retain a, wow. a position in midfield. Wow. Um, and yeah, Pep was proven to be right. Uh, Busquets is he's an all-time great. Um, I think he's a reference for, for young midfielders who, who want to play in that role. He is uh, uniquely intelligent. You know, he, you rarely see Busquets exerting himself. You rarely see him sweating. <laughs> he's just sort of calm. He's still... And it's yeah. as if he lets the game sort of be played around him while he's like pulling all the string. Um, and I think that what Pep's doing with Rodri at Manchester City is very similar to what he what he did with Busquets. Um, I saw Pep recently talking about how he told Rodri just to be more still. So players around you are going to be moving naturally, opponents and your mm -hmm. teammates. You just be still because there's always going to be a pass on for you. You don't have to do running to get to show yourself for the ball. Mm -hmm. Just kind of stay where you are and the ball will follow you. Um, and you're seeing Rodri break out into one of the best sort of defensive midfielders in the world. I think that this season he's probably been the best. Yeah. Um, and he's just essentially following what, what Busquets has done at Barcelona. It's a, a very similar role. I think Rodri's got more to his game in terms of maybe going forward. Mm. Um, but yeah, back to Busquets. What a player, what a career. Um, and it does look like that. Uh, it does look like he'll go to um, the Middle East. 
It's 718 matches for Barcelona, three Champions Leagues, seven Copa del Reyes, seven Spanish Super Cups, three Euro- European Super Cups, and three Club World Cups. It's uh, phenomenal. Yeah, what a career. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think he sort of redefined what that position is. Obviously, he, he's considered a, a defensive midfielder, but that sort of position has so many different roles. And Busquets has done that sort of deep-lying playmaker role or that anchor role um, just better than anybody else has over the last 10, 15 years. So, yeah, it's going to be strange seeing him um, in a different shirt. It's going to be strange watching Barcelona without him. I'm not really sure how they replace him. But Mm. it was always going to happen. It was going to be difficult whether it was this season or next season. Um, I think Busquets really did consider staying. Um, But, yeah, it looks like... uh, well, you know, it's it's confirmed that he'll be leaving. So let's see what Barcelona do um, going forward. It will be very, very interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. And don't forget that he holds the record for playing in more Clásicos than any other player with 48 appearances against uh, Real Madrid. Whew, longevity. <laughs> Jesus. And injury-free, right? We always talk about this. The greatest players do not get injured. Yeah, and it's because you, he doesn't do anything. He just stands still. <laughs> And does a couple it's, flicks and then, uh, you know, is the best player in the world or whatever. Like, he, he just, uh, yeah, we, we talked about it. He doesn't exert himself. He's not yeah. flying into tackles. You, you've, I mean, I don't recall ever seeing Busquets sprint. Um, it's just not, it's, it's not his, his game at all. Um, yeah, just a, a pass master, um, amazing in tight situations. I mean, yeah. you can watch those clips on YouTube of the way he gets out of those those situations where he's got three players running to him and he, he manages to get out almost every time. So, <laughs> yeah, a genius, a proper genius. And uh, Barcelona will be weaker without him. But, uh, yeah, it's an opportunity for someone else now to, I guess, make that role their own. Absolutely. So, thank you to Sergio. Uh, let's move on to another football great whose future is, is up in arms, I would say. Uh, what's happening with Neymar? Yeah, so... A part of the you know the Messi drama last week where he was suspended uh, by the club for for taking that unauthorized trip to Saudi Arabia um, we saw fans protesting against Messi asking the club to to sell him and um, they were unhappy with his actions obviously and they've been unhappy with sort of his general spell at PSG um, and then they turned on like during those same protests they kind of turned on Neymar too um, and his relationship with the fans has been pretty toxic. Uh, over the last six years now. I mean, Neymar joined them in 2017, yeah. Mm-hmm. And although his, his numbers are excellent, you know, he's had a lot of long-term injuries. Yeah. Um, I think he's been accused of just not really taking it all that seriously, yeah. um, which is understandable from the fans' point of view. He's on, you know, extremely high wages. And I don't think that supporters or supporters feel like they... Um, haven't really been able to get the best out of Neymar. I think you, when you think of Neymar's sort of uh, most successful period, you think of his time at Barcelona. He hasn't been able to win the Champions League at PSG, which is what we all know as the trophy that the fans most want. Um, so yeah, they, they're disappointed with, with how things are going with him. He's currently out injured. I think he'll be out injured uh, until the rest of the season. Um, I think he's got a, a contract that still has another... Th- two or three years on it so it looks like Barcelona would be I mean PSG would be open to selling him Um, I'm not sure where he goes I'm not sure 
uh, if that's the Premier League or if he returns to Spain, um, potentially he makes a move to the MLS or to Saudi Arabia where you know they might have the, the money to afford him. But it does look like PSG would be willing to, to let him go. I've read that they would even be willing to let him go on like a short term, well, on a loan deal with uh, the, the option of that club then making the deal permanent at a later stage. So, yeah, they might just want to get him off the books mm. um, to, to uh, get the fans back on side. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good point. Where does he go? It's, it's a bizarre one. Um, and also there's been issues with him. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching his like online gambling and poker vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like I understand where fans are coming from when they get frustrated with him, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, I know it sounds very, very old school, but uh, I think it's very important to carry yourself in a certain way when you're a professional footballer, especially, you know, on social media and... Uh, yeah. When you've got that kind of uh, influence and impact, and I just feel like it's it's only natural that fans aren't really happy with his contribution, especially when almost every season he has about a three to four month spell on the sidelines. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I totally understand it. And I also understand the club finally sort of coming to the decision that maybe parting ways with him is the best move. Yeah, uh, I fully agree, Curti. Um, and for the listeners, Kurt, over the next seven days, obviously the, the big games next week in terms of the Champions League, we need to keep our eyes and ears open for. Anything else that's um, uh, got your juices flowing? Yeah, I think maybe just the top four race. I know we, we talk about that every week, but United, I think if they don't beat Wolves this weekend at home on, on Saturday, um, they are in big, big trouble because mm. uh, Liverpool are breathing heavily down their neck. And... Uh, yeah, I think United have four games remaining, Liverpool three. Um, Liverpool need to win all three remaining games, of course, if they want to qualify for the Champions League. United need to win three of their remaining four. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be very, very stressful for me personally, but I'm looking forward to it. Curtsy, and that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on snl24.com forward slash Duma. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Mucky King 96.7 Game Time. Thank you for tuning in. I've been Harris Roberts. And of course, Kurt the Dirt Backerfield. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Shawnee.